Welcome to the Unschooling Lifestyle Podcast, Season 1, Episode 6. This week, our guest is fellow unschooling coach and advocate Mandy Moon, and we guide a conversation through the importance of reparenting ourselves as we build a life of partnership with our children. I am Julieta Duvall, and I will be your host. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Unschooling Lifestyle. Today, I have Mandy Moon. She and I connected when we went through Dana Martin's program uh, for advocacy and coaching for unschooling. And I love her, like her energy. She is the most peaceful person, one of the most peaceful persons I've ever met. So Mandy, we're so happy to have you here. Welcome. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you for that. Those kind words. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. Thank you so much for being here with us. Would you mind starting with your story? Like how I'm going to just dive in right away. How um, I know you're a nurse, you know, you were a nurse by trade. You're also you now do massage. So how did you get started with unschooling? What's your story? I want to know. What's my story? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, in a nutshell, um, I, I have uh, three boys mm-hmm. and my oldest is 27 years old. He went through public school. He went through the whole experience of me being an authoritarian okay. parent. And, um, and then I have an 18 year old and a 12 year old. So we started our lifestyle transition and change into peaceful parenting and, um, and unschooling basically around eight years ago. Okay. So, so um, I've kind of lived both sides of the coin. And um, so just through my experience with authoritarian um, parenting and the whole public school system, yeah. um, I can tell you that like there was a lot of disconnect and a lot of just unnecessary stress and, um, you know, not cultivating relationship um, yes. that we should have just because we didn't know how. And it was just, a, you know, one of those things that it was just, that was what was normal. That's how we were raised. That's how things, you know, how the world works. We didn't know anything else. Um, and so through that experience, you know, we all learn through experiences, trial and error. I just knew that there is something better. There had to be something like this isn't the way life is supposed to be. Most definitely. Right. So, you know, in a sense, we both, me and my husband had a spiritual awakening, uh, you know, around, um, you know, probably nine years ago. And then through that awakening, we had just, you know, change in perception and a change, like a paradigm shift in our mindset. So, um, so we started doing the transitioning of the peaceful parenting when my 18 year old was, probably in the third or fourth grade. Um, and then, um, yeah, so, so that's kind of how it shifted. And, uh, I I just can't say enough how important it is to cultivate those connections and those relationships. And, you know, once looking at myself and doing the inner work, the, the ability for me to like, kind of self-reflect and, and view myself, you know, um, totally different, um, totally different way of doing life. And, you know, I've, I've had to look honestly at myself and yes. my reactions and my triggers and yes. the root causes of all of these things. And um, in that, I was able to kind of uh, redeem myself and my, my mm-hmm. son, my oldest son in our relationship. So, you know, those tough conversations of like I had no idea what I was doing I'm so sorry you know like we're gonna do things differently now like and that that changed our relationship not that you know not that we had like a a terrible terrible relationship but there was disconnect there he wasn't you know coming to me for those teenage years um of guidance and and all of those things you know he was going to his peers yes one of the books that changed my life was um Gabar Mate. He has a book out called Hold On to Your Kids. And oh man, that is a <laughs> oh my goodness. A book um that can really shift your mindset of like how important parents are to their children and in their lives. And um, you know, when we have that authoritarian, like no one wants to be controlled and manipulated. Um, and so we when we try to control, manipulate our children, it's like they they turn from us. Yes. Um, in more ways than one. So 
Yeah, because you said so much. So let me see if I can I can try to back up a little bit. So it's so interesting that you came to you came to unschooling through a different side of spirituality, right? That mm -hmm. spiritual awakening. How? Because most of us, I feel like w there's one question that we ask ourselves: like, is this the right thing for us? And then, you know, whether it's your job or your, you know, the school system that you're in. But I. I don't think a lot of us think about the spiritual aspect of our lives as the beginning of our journey, you know, at least for me, that came much, much later, mm -hmm. right? Like that, um, that's been happening. That's been the, the, the latest part of the latest uh, part of our journey. It's about the spiritual aspect of it. So, but what, how do you get to the spiritual aspect? Like what happens? Did you, was it the book that you read? Um, or was it a friend? Was it something? Please tell me more. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me personally, and I think it all comes in different, you know, journeys mm -hmm. and avenues. Yeah. But for me personally, um, I was a, a nurse working in the emergency room. And all of my life, I've been pretty much an emotional stuffer, you know, like, so emotions come up and I just stuff it down and suck it up and not really deal with that. Um, and so my body, like in my early thirties, my body just started responding to like, okay, enough is enough. And yes. started getting anxiety and panic attacks and depression kind of came on. And I was like, still in that mindset of like, oh, this, you know, what is wrong? You know, like, um, I've never had experienced that before. And so for me, just kind of looking back and, um, really, I guess, uh, looking at the root causes of things, I feel like that was my body waking up from survival mode. I had been in survival mode for so long mm -hmm. through going through, you know, childhood and public mm -hmm. school system and just life in general. Um, I was really walking around just to sleep, you know, not really fully aware and high in, in my higher consciousness. So um, that was, I feel like that was my body waking up saying, mm -hmm. and that was when things started moving and yeah, it was difficult. And yeah, I had to figure out how to handle all that, but that's what ultimately pushed me and cultivated me into like a life of spirituality, wow. a life of meditation and shadow work and all of those things. Um, because I had experienced, I was, you know, kind of grew up in the fundamentalism of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And so I, at some point in my life in my 20s, I just got really angry about life and about the world and about God. Um, and so kind of, um, you know, I just kind of stepped back and put a clean slate on everything. And I kind of identified as an atheist for a little while. Okay. And probably one of the best things that I could have done because it took away all of that programming, you know, mm -hmm. what God represents and what God is. Um once I started living my life a little bit, um, I realized, okay, there's something, you know, I can't honestly, authentically say I'm an atheist. So mm -hmm. agnostic, you know, so it was kind of like, like the universe or God was yes. just, let's wipe all this clean, all this indoctrination, all of these programs. Let's exactly. Just, we'll start over with a relationship. So that um at that point it was coming from you you know from your you know from your authentic self you know trying to find what what worked for you what was meaningful for you versus people giving us what we should see as meaningful and worth you know living for right, right. and i feel like sometimes that's the way you know we we go into this um into this parenting I remember going into um, a fair when my son was 10 months old and I was looking for the best school I wanted the best school and um and now I'm thinking back to it I didn't really thought that I wanted the best school I just knew that the rest of the world expected me as a parent to find the best school so I started just like everyone said you know the earlier the better right so I just went in and the lady's like well how old is your son and I'm like well he's 10 months old and she looked at me like I was crazy which and you know thinking back looking back it was crazy to to be doing that at such you know at that time I should yeah. have been with my son you know right. um, cultivating that connection so I really love that. So as you're going through this process of, you know, finding yourself and, you know, spirituality, what is your oldest son? Like, what is his, um, his, uh, 
relationship or reaction to this change that he started to, you know, that he started to experience, you know, and how, and how do that, do that comes in with his, your relationship with him? Like, do you, did you tell him what was going on? Did you explain to him like what was happening there? Yeah, it took me a little bit, a little bit to process, you know, mm-hmm. and to figure out what was even happening to myself. But um, once I kind of, uh, you know, got a good understanding of where I wanted my life to go and the things that we were going to change, um, I, you know, just had a conversation with him and said, you know, um, sorry, you know, like, what, you know, you never um, deserved to be treated that way. You never deserved to be controlled and manipulated and all of those good things. And I think he was a little bit, he was probably in shock for a little bit. And he was like, do I trust you? Or, you know, <laughs> yes. um, but, you know, I just keep showing up authentically. I keep showing up in unconditional love for him. And over time, you know, he, he feels that and he knows that. So um, we have a wonderful relationship now. And he does call me for those times, you know, that a mother wants their child to call and, to and call. Mom, yeah. I need some help or I need guidance or I need uh, some advice, you know, before like he didn't care about my advice, <laughs> but he knows that I have his best interest at heart. So he does, he does. Um, we have a wonderful relationship now and I can't thank peaceful parenting and unschooling and like the whole mm-hmm shift of the mindset of like Mm. coming out of that authoritarianism and all of that control and once I realized that I was a manipulator that was like I don't want to be a manipulator wow I really had to look at myself and some of that stuff was a hard pill to swallow but yes (laughs) so in that I don't think I've ever heard it like that to say like we were manipulators you know because we were trying to you know, extract a certain type of behavior from them, right? That makes us feel better. And so what, that's so harsh, like to say, to to see that and to say that that's me, that's what I was doing. So Mm -hmm. once you see that, so what's the next, what's the, what's the next step to be able to go further or to look down deeper into yourself and find out what, uh, what we have to change at that point like how once we see that what happened or once you did that what happened yeah well I mean a lot of the work came from mindfulness meditation and I don't know if you're familiar with that but um mindfulness is um kind of for me it's a practice where I sit and just allow my thoughts to come and I just observe them. So I kind of sit back and observe my thoughts, observe feelings coming up. Not, I, you know, I don't, and I practice not becoming those things. So I used to really identify strongly with my thoughts and my emotions and thinking everything was true. And then that led to reactions. Um, you know, so when you step back and realize, okay, these are just programs coming through because the body is responding to certain stimuli in the environment and certain stressors that we've experienced and, past memories. Um, And so once I kind of cultivated a practice of me being able to sit down and really observe my thoughts, observe my emotions coming up, um, then I could start doing that all throughout the day. So I practice mindfulness throughout the day. Um, If I catch myself in like a time travel, so to speak, thinking about the past or thinking about the future, I rein it back into the present moment. What's happening right now? Am I safe? Yeah you know um so yeah so that that's kind of the beginning of of mm-hmm. the just being aware and a really great tip or technique to start that is to take for instance your right hand okay. and make an intention in the morning and say okay. i'm going to pay attention and be in full awareness of my right hand all day Oh and, wow! And so, and when you realize you're not paying attention, you know, cause you kind of have that anchor, like you can be doing multitasking thing, but mm-hmm. always pay attention to your right hand or, you know, something that kind of stands out to you. Maybe it's your glasses on your face or something on your body. Uh-huh. Um, and that helps to kind of cultivate that, um, that being aware of, of all things at all times, because wow. all times we just kind of go into autopilot, you know, yes. you know, have you ever been driving in a car and you're like, 
driving driving and you're like I don't remember driving here you know (laughs) oh yeah totally I feel like that happens to me and once I'm actually and I do that you know when I go to work because you know I know that I know the way but I feel like when I'm actually trying to be aware I start like noticing things that I have never noticed before. And then I'm wondering, I'm like, am I lost? Did I make a wrong turn? I've never seen this building before (laughs) because I'm always on that autopilot. Right. You know, and I feel like when we were in the school, in the school system and my son only went to school for, um, you know, like the end of kindergarten and a little bit of, um, what would have been first grade for him. Um, I felt like we were in autopilot all the time. Get up, get ready, go to school, come back, you know, let's get ready to go to go um, Chinese swimming, you know, martial arts, you know, come home, let's eat fast, 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 because we have to get up and do it all over again. And it was so hard to, it was a little hard, you know, for me to let that go because I'm like, well, now what? Now, what do I do? How do I replenish this connection? But then I realized that the one that I was missing more so was me than him. And that's when, when I read your website, you know, like when, you know, Mandy, for those of you, if please look at her website, like she does, uh, she has studied a lot. She has read a lot. She has so many wonderful tools on her site. But one of the things that caught my attention was the reparenting of ourselves. And I feel like that once I started to be more aware, I felt like I had to do that in um, a small way, not because my parents were bad, but just simply some of the needs that I had perhaps had not been met by my parents, not consciously ignoring them. I don't think, you know, my parents are wonderful people. It's just, they just didn't know how to meet those needs that I had back then. So can you talk a little bit more about that? And did you have to do that for yourself as you're going through this journey? Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, So that's kind of where the mindfulness kicks in because we're aware of those negative thoughts and those negative emotions. Mm -hmm. And so then once you start becoming more aware of those things, then you can, um, pinpoint like that nasty voice that's going on in my head criticizing you know that's where I need to reparent myself if I can show up for myself and be compassionate um for instance a really great example and I still deal with this you know now too like it's just an ongoing lifestyle it's an ongoing yes not something that you do two or three times and you're like and then you and then you're done yes yes it's it's definitely a lifestyle because we just have you know thousands and thousands of programs and memories and all kinds of things but uh, recently my children got sick. Um, it's been about a month, last month or so. And so I was getting all of this stuff together, you know, all of our, um, supplements and all the things that they're going to need to recover. Mm -hmm. And so I'm doing that. And I start noticing my body start tensing up and I start noticing that, you know, I'm not breathing and I'm not really being present and I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that. So that's when I step back, take a nice deep breath okay, where is this, what's happening here? And then I start noticing those background um, thoughts of like, oh, if you would have done this, then they wouldn't be sick. If you would have done, you know, all of those negative things. And so that's when I take a deep breath and say, you know what, I have the intention of being really compassionate with myself. I am doing the best I can. I've done the best I can, you know, things like that. So just kind of redirecting those um, those programs and those thoughts that kind of up and start creating that tension in your body and start creating that inability to breathe effectively, you know? Oh my goodness. That's so powerful. And I love what you said about, it is definitely a process. It's something that it is done, you know, slowly as you transition into a different way of being a parent or, you know, or even if you're not a parent, like if you're, if you have those, you know, those issues about in your body, if you notice all of those reactions, I mean, that's definitely something that you want to revisit. Right. Um, But it eventually shows up better or shows up for me showed up a lot because, you know, my, my children would do something and I would just be like all upset, you know, like I was like, all crazy. And, um, and then I'm like, well, what's happening? What am I doing? Yeah, I when you start this? showing up being compassionate for yourself. Yeah. 
you have your cup full and you don't have those, I mean, not as many reactions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can, can, you can treat people more compassionately and yeah. from a, a standpoint of, you, you know, actually being a peaceful parent. <laughs> um, and, you know, and sometimes, you know, like I'll, I have a really, um, I guess a, a habit of overbooking myself and that yes. is a big trigger for me. And so like, I really have to stay on top of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I remember coming in one day and I, you know, I had 50 things in the back of my mind saying, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta yeah. do this. And when I walk in the, the door, my, um, my youngest son is like, mom, mom, I need this. And I need, you know, and so immediately I just felt like, you know, rage wanting to come out because yeah. I had a hundred other things to do. And, um, so I wasn't, um, you know, the nicest or the most peaceful in that moment, but, um, I, uh, I just remember saying something like, um, you know, like, okay, give me a minute, you know, just kind of really, you know, Mm -hmm. snooty or whatever. And then he recognizes because he's lived this lifestyle when he's not being respected and when he's not, um, you know, when he's not being treated correctly. And so he immediately was like, whoa is everything okay like why do you talk to me that way you know and um and most parents would say how dare you say that to me yes but that was my moment I was like take a deep breath oh my god I am so sorry you know like I am I was overwhelmed and overbooked myself and I did not I should not have treated you that way I should not have disrespected you and he's like that's okay can I help you with anything you know like he's a peaceful parent too so. That is so sweet. But you know, they learn by example though. And I love that. I love that because we have gone through the same things. You know, when I, I was just talking to someone actually about an experience I was, we were at in Mexico city and my son, his shirt, he was moving his arms and we were in the middle of the line, you know, trying to get through customs and picking up luggage. And, and I'm like, can you stop doing that? And he's like, but why? And I'm like, that's a great question. I don't know why it's bothering me. And then he said, well, take a shovel and dig deeper, you know, I'm like, oh, and then the person, you know, I was like, okay, so that kind of put me at ease at that point, because he noticed that I also said that I'm like, I don't know why it's bothering me. It's probably the rest of the world that, you know, what we're going through right now, that it's putting me in this moment. But the person who I was telling this story, he said, because I said so. You know, like when my, when my son, when I told him that my son had asked why he immediately said, well, because I said so. And I'm like, no, that's not what I did, but you know, but I love it how they've recognized themselves what's happening and they have the, the courage and the right to say why, right. You know, and I feel like out in the world, sometimes that's not very well, that's not very well seen. Right. And it's just so hard to see that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so your son, so everybody now, so he has been on school his whole life or did he go to the young, your youngest son, right? He went, yeah, my youngest son went to kindergarten for about half a semester. Oh, okay. That's when we decided, okay, this isn't going to work. work out because we were already peaceful parenting him. And then you put him into an authoritarian paradigm in a school uh, with a bunch of other, you know, children and, and adults that mm. are totally living in authoritarian, totally different. Yeah, but, energy is completely different, right? Yes. And so he, you know, of course, he's going to stand up for himself. He's going to say things and, you know, um, authority, authority doesn't like that. <laughs> yes. No, they and don't he's like not, that. He's not rude or disrespectful or, you know, anything like that. He's just like. Hey, Asking. what's going on here? This is off. This is not, you know, this is not um, respectful. Yeah, and, this is not what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah. And, and I do feel like this, this lifestyle really has taught me that it's not about being perfect. You know, it's not about being 100% like I'm peaceful all the time. I have my triggers. I have, you know, I have my moments. My kids have their moments. You know, we, we all, all do like regulated, you know, and, um, but it's, in the reaction to those, those um, experiences and those reactions that you can really cultivate that authentic relationship, that authentic really connection with them. Yeah. Just show up as as compassionate as you can be in the moment. Yeah. 
And also as a person that has needs too, right? You know, because I feel like as moms, we are told that we that we have to run ourselves dry in order to be good moms, right? Or at least that's the way I felt in the past, you know, that the 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 more tired I was, the better the mom, the better mom I was, right? You yeah. know, if I was trying to do everything, if I was working, if I was trying to keep the house clean and be home. And now I feel like, you know, I don't say to my children, like, I need time. But sometimes, you know, like, I just, I'll just explain or just say, you know, hey, I just need five, I just need five minutes, you know, can you just give me five minutes, you know, I just came from work, came home from work, you know, talk to over a 1000 people sometimes, you know, I'm like, I just need five minutes for myself. And he's like, Oh, okay, you know, I'll come back. But I think it's, that was one of the biggest learnings that I had to do to be able to see that I had needs too and that my husband has needs too and that they have to be met for all of us to be um you know like in sync almost with each other right yes yes yeah I, another great Gabar Mate book is uh, the myth of normal and that that yes. kind of me of that because I've even found that in like my professional life, especially when I was a nurse, you know, I was working 12 hour shifts mm-hmm. um, and it was almost like, you know, a badge of pride that nurses would carry around. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't taken a break for 12 mm-hmm. hours. I haven't gone to the bathroom. I haven't, you know, um, yes. had a drink of water for 12 hours. I was just so, you know, like, it's almost like this, oh, it's like the doing is like the most successful thing that we can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, really just stepping back and realizing it's not all about the action and the the masculine yes. energy it's about that feminine essence as well so mm-hmm. absolutely though is that that is his new book right his newest book the myth of normal I believe so I believe yeah it's because yeah. I read I listened to a podcast and I it really resonated with me what he said he said he's better to feel guilty than to feel resentful you know, and that really resonated on that aspect that, you know, I felt resentful for having to do so many things, you know, because, but I didn't want to feel guilty for saying no, right? And sometimes, so God knows, I needed to say no, be in order to feel like a human again, though. But um, that is so fascinating. And speaking of nursing, I know you left nursing, right? You left. I did. I did. Yeah. Yes. How long ago did you uh did you leave that job? Um officially like um full time and officially I left it about um 2 years ago. So I did a little right. bit of home health um here and there, but it was um it was also not something that I would um you know that I could really truly be um in a place where I felt like I was respected and yes. that I was respecting people, especially do no harm and, and things like that. So, um, there's just many things in, in that, um, the industry that is just a little bit off and it doesn't resonate with me. Yes. And so really resonate with the more, um, you know, the wellness aspect and the whole, um, holistic, um, point of view instead of just, you know, um, putting band-aids on things. Yeah. And I really like to get to the root issues. (laughs) Yeah. And I love, you know, I love that because it's just so, it's so, it's such a journey, you know, you start with one thing, then you move on to another and you just keep asking questions and finding out what, you know, what works for you to be authentic to yourself and to the rest of your family. And one thing you said in the past that you ask people sometimes is when they have, when they have feelings, right? That you ask them, where do you feel it in the body, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Can you talk a little bit more about that deep connection that I feel like so, I feel like sometimes we don't really see that. Like we think the body is, it's, you know, like foreign to our emotions. Some, some, you know, it's like something's happening to the body, but we don't look into our emotions. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think through the years, I'm like, spirituality and physical health has kind of stuff, you know, it was separated at some point and it really needs to come back together because we are holistic beings that have this energetic body, this physical body, this emotional body. Um, And so putting all of that back together is um, basically, you know, the inner work in a nutshell. Yes. Um, So 
like um, the feeling, the sensations in your body, that again comes back to the foundation of mindfulness because I can feel before I even have an emotion, I can feel my body responding to things. So like I'll have a tightness in the chest and then I can feel, oh, my breathing is starting to, you know, the pattern is starting to change or whatever. Um, and that's not something that I could really um, notice in the beginning, but since I've been doing it for, you know, a good nine, 10 years now, it's something that I feel my body now first before I would feel my reaction and just like, ah, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at right now I definitely feel the yeah. reaction you know I feel somebody. the reaction and react and then try to clean up all the mess afterwards you know uh-huh so now I can feel that coming so that I don't have that huge reaction I'm also not stuffing emotions I'm feeling them and I'm processing them but I'm also not you know for instance um scientific research is showing that if you you know are angry all the time and you're like yelling at people and doing this like your body, you're more likely to have a stress, uh, a stress attack or a stroke, or heart attack, things like that. And so not only is stopping emotions not good for you, but that, you know, spewing it all over everything is not good for you either. Yes. <laughs> so it's a nice fine balance of being able to process emotions, but also um, process before you have a reaction um, that oh you typically goodness. would have to feel guilty or stressed out about later. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That is so true because I'm such a reactor. Like I'm just like <laughs> all the time. And uh, now I have noticed, you know, even though I, I don't, it, it sounded like mindful meditation, you know, like a being more aware of it. I don't think I had that name, you know, connected to it, but I know I'm like a little bit better, just a little bit yeah. where I just don't like spill all over the place. And, like, stop. I'm like, stop think about it like what's happening here though but besides mindful meditation are there any other tools that as you begin this journey you know into like feeling if you start in that in that in that in that area of like your emotions and you know you're like I know there's got to be something better out the way to to handle you know this emotion this emotional self that I have that's also beautiful, right? Because it allows us to feel what we need and it allows us to, for us to see what we need. So anything, any other tools that you can, that you have used with your clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So journaling is a really great thing. Um, just writing that down on paper and, you know, it's not something that you really need to sit and think about what I'm going to write, but just get the pen and paper out and just write down everything that comes to your mind, yes. you know, and don't try to, you know, um, like change it or judge it. It's just mm -hmm. like, if my mind said this, this is what I write down. And sometimes you're like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I, you know, you like your full, uh, first impulse is going to be like, oh no, I need to change that. That's not yes, exactly. Because we have that judgment, right? Yes, yeah. So yeah, oh. journaling is really great. The mindfulness and with the mindfulness, you know, it, scientific research is showing that just three to five minutes per day okay start changing the neuropathways in our brain ultimately it's really recommended to do it at least 20 minutes a day um, mm. but three to five minutes in the beginning is like wonderful like you will start noticing changes and actually I think the people around you start noticing the changes yes you know um, so yeah, the journaling, um, EFT tapping, which is emotional oh, yeah. freedom technique is also a really great, it's basically a combination between modern psychology and, um, some ancient Chinese, um, acupuncture or acupuncture okay. or acupressure, sorry. Um, so you're tapping on different parts of the body. It sends signals to the amygdala, which is the control center of the emotions. And it just helps to calm the central nervous system. And then you can add in affirmations to that, or you can just send those signals to your body when, you know, and just really pay attention to, okay, my, my chest is tight. My chest feels like I have an elephant sitting on it. You know, <laughs> like I'm not feeling like I should, I feel nauseous, you know, all of those things that we think like headaches and um, the um, nausea or anything like that tightness in the throat, all of those things can be associated with emotions. And so if we tune in to our symptoms, 
there's an emotion attached. Somewhere. Yes. Yes, most definitely. There's always an emotion attached to it. And, you know, and sometimes we just don't want to deal with them, right? You yeah. know, uh, but we kind of have to for, especially when we have children, because they should not be the, the, you know, the people that receive the, you know, the, the mess. So, yes. Yes. Like they should not do that because that's not their job. Right? right. I mean, their job is to be children is to be free and to enjoy and to learn as they go into mm -hmm. what they need. So you went through this whole spiritual journey and then you and I met in like, you know, in Dana's program for advocacy and coaching. So how, how, so you found on schooling and stuff like that. And how does that, you know, come in a little bit more nowadays or how does that mix with your spiritual work in uh, your current work? My current work. Um, well, um, I don't know. I just don't see a difference in them. Like, okay. It's so intertwined that. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. I yeah. wanted it to, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, and really like I guess the peaceful parenting aspect, you know, just trying to figure out what to do different with relationships and things brought me into unschooling because nice. um, you know, we tried the public school system <laughs> with my youngest after we were peaceful parenting. We knew it was not going to work out. Yeah. Uh, and so we pulled them in. So immediately I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna unschool or not unschool, I, I said homeschool, you know, so yeah. I, I was like throwing the schedules in and I had all of these, you know, ideas um, and routines going on yes. and it lasted for not even a day, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so then I remember reading um, unschooling years ago, you know, when I started diving into all of the, the peaceful parenting and just all okay. different ways of thinking, yes. I had, um, Dana's book and I had, you know, followed her, um, YouTube page of the sparkling Martins. Mm -hmm. and so I, I had an idea of it, you know, but it was just one of those things like, oh, I would never be able to live that, you know. <laughs> but then when we tried the homeschooling and I was like, okay, that's not working. That's and not gonna work. School's not gonna work. Like, what was that thing that Dana said? You know, and then I started digging back into um really dove deep into unschooling and I was like, this is it, this is our answer. And and we've been living that ever since. So Wow. Was your husband like in the same, in the same, um, you know, you said you, both of you started your spiritual, like awakening around the same time. Was he on the same like path or like at the same steps when you became onto, you know, with unschooling as well? Right. It sounds like it. Um, well, I kind of brought him into the peaceful parenting paradigm. And okay. so I've been reading and listening mm -hmm. hundreds of hours of lectures from yeah. him and all kinds of people um and so I, I I came prepared because you know he was the authoritarian parent <laughs> and as I came prepared and I'm like okay and, you know we both knew just into it like intuitively that something needed to change something needed to change yes yeah. so I was diving into all of that information and then I would I just went to him and presented it to him and I said look like I know that we are struggling with our parenting skills here and we, you know, we have a long history of lots of trials and errors and let's try something different. Like, let's just give this six months. Like I've done the research, I've read it. I, you know, I feel passionate about it. And thankfully he trusted me, you know, he trusts me and he's like, okay, I don't think this is going to work, but you know, I'll, we'll try it for six months. And so he, you know, read a couple of things and just to kind of get the gist of what he was supposed to be doing. And, um, and yeah, that's kind of how he followed. And then once the whole school system came up and like, he was pretty much on board with everything. And thankfully yeah. he's trusted me the whole way through. So <laughs> yes, yes. I've noticed that it's like, you know, for us too, it's like my husband has trusted me, you know, like all the way through, you know, from the beginning. And I am just so grateful though, because, you know, I had to go on my journey and he kind of had to like, kind of wait a little bit sometimes, right. You know, that I needed to come up to this certain discovery and then I will share what with happened during like that during COVID for you guys. Like I know, you know, for every, every state was different. Um, in Michigan, we were able to like go out to the parks. That was kind of like our, our, our saving grace, you know, like to go out. That's when we started. So what, you know, you started on schooling prior to COVID. So how did that, um, 
did it change anything for you guys in Texas? I don't think so, right? I mean, no, we were actually living in Iowa. Um, oh, you were in Iowa. You were in a different state. When all that went down, and my oldest son was in Texas, and okay. I kind of had the idea that we were going to move back to Texas. Okay, that was a big, a big catalyst for our our quick move because we were like, okay, I you know at the time in the beginning we had no idea what was going on. We didn't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Die, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was like, I couldn't get. Texas fast enough because I didn't want to be, um, you know, however many miles away, I think it's like 800 or 900 miles away from my kid. So we picked up and moved during all of that. And and pretty much living life normal in Texas. So we didn't um, have any changes in my style at all. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool, though, that you guys were able to, like, keep that, you know, for us. I mean, because it was the beginning and we started homeschooling during the pandemic, we were what people call pandemic homeschoolers. You know, like I went into this, like, panic mode and I bought a whole bunch of curriculum. I mean, I had all the schedules. I think that was that's the one thing that I miss from traditional homeschooling is just like that I could do all the schedules and all of it. Of course, my children didn't like it, but, you know, I like I love doing that right for anything. Just I just love that. But um, but when it was really it was a really nice transition though Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people are now that things have opened up you know people are thinking differently and people are looking for different options and it looks different than what it how either homeschooling or I think people look at alternative education a lot different than they did before you know, before 2020. Mm-hmm. And, and I really, 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 really love that because it is so needed. It is so, so needed to find people that think, you know, the children should be equal, that children are equal to anybody. They're just as important as anyone else though. So how does that landscape looks in Texas? You are in Northern Texas, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm in the panhandle of Texas. Okay. Yeah. So when we got here, you know, we kind of let the dust settle before I really (laughs) did anything like, you know, with the move and everything, it was chaotic, but, um, we finally found a home and, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, homeschooling here, but it's very much monopolized by like, let's make school or let's make homeschool look like public school, but at home. Yeah. And so we really didn't fit into any of the groups. Um, you know, we went to a couple of different little, little meetups or co-ops or something. And I just knew that like, oh, this is way too was yeah. controlling and um, not constricting, you know. Um, so um, that was when I was, um, I had, I guess I had, when we started doing that, um, it was before I got into Dana's program. And okay. so- I got into Dana's program and she just, you know, how she is, she just pulled all kinds of ideas from you. <laughs> and, um, and so I was like, you know what, like I can make, I can create community here. We didn't really have community here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, so she, she's basically helped um, get that ball rolling for me and that, like that push that I needed to okay. create community in our, um, in our local area. So I, that's what I've done. I've created um, a Facebook group and we have families. We have 200 families. So no, you just passed the 200, right? Yeah, we just got 200 families. And we just started this um, just, I think in um, August or maybe October of last year. So not, not too long, um, but we have, you know, monthly meetups and we have um, science fairs and we do all kinds of things, you know, and it's all child-led. So it's not anything forced. We have a lot of um, creative art if they want to, you know, they get to create whatever art they want. It's not something formulated for them and saying, this is, I have to do this, this, and this. Yes. So it's very much child-led and I love the the community that we've created. And um, a lot of people have, they basically came in because of the peaceful parenting, because we don't see that in Texas we see a lot of authoritarian parenting yeah. mm-hmm. and so um when I just the peaceful parents title they had no idea what unschooling was and so okay. they were coming into for peaceful parenting because they're like there's more people out here you know like me and um I'm like so that that was kind of a a great 
way that um, unschooling became more noticeable and recognized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were um, there's people saying, you know, like, oh, that's what we've been doing. We just didn't know what it was called. What it was called. Yes. <laughs> you know? I love that. Yes. Um, and yeah, so we we do have these gatherings and the new people will come in and they're like, this this feels so good. This feels so right. You know, so it's it's been a very rewarding experience. So. That is so fascinating though. And I, it's just, it's just so amazing that you have been able to like pull those little, like, you know, group of people, because I think that energy, you know, when you're like in that, in that frequency that, you know, everyone needs to be respected, everyone's needs are important and everyone's needs should be met, you know, and everyone's um, curiosity should be, should be explored and, you know, and respected. Then I think that spreads out. Mm -hmm. You know, I really, really feel that. And, um, and funny enough, because I was, I was in the airplane today, I was coming in, I, I came into Chicago and there was a gentleman that was, uh, he was reading, um, how children learn, you know, by John Holt. Yeah. And he's, and he was, and he was just, I was like, I look at it. I looked at the book and then I'm like, oh, what a great book. You know, I'm like, did you read, uh, the first one, how children fail? Because I, you know, I, I thought that was really interesting as well. You know, this is from back in the seventies. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, but, um, I'm like, if, like what, if you don't mind me asking, like what brought that up? And he's like, oh, my wife is, uh, 14 weeks pregnant. And they were already exploring that different, you know, they, they know they, they knew that, their child that they're bringing into this world that they know that they want something different they know that there is something different out there so having this you know communities you know spread out throughout the united states the world i think will help reach more and more people so sure yeah and yeah about you but i've noticed like the newer like the newer generations i know they get a lot of slack from some of the older generations but like i really feel like they're coming in at a higher vibration they're coming in Definitely. With knowledge of hey everyone needs to be equal everyone needs to be respected mm -hmm. yeah so you know it's like we need like the older generations need to catch up with the yes <laughs> and I think, you know, I think some of them are catching up though, but definitely, I mean, you know, the word that kept coming up for me this morning, mostly because of a podcast was liberation, right? Liberation of that conditioning that, you know, we're supposed to all fit in a box and then we are supposed to do the same thing and that learning is linear when it is definitely not. And uh, we are all here for a purpose, a beautiful purpose for that. And, um, and having those, you know, younger generations, like you say, being like, wait, this is, there is more, there's totally a lot more. I think that'll help out a lot in the, you know, for the, for our children and for um, this world. So, but um, thank you so much for talking to us, Mandy, before we go, can you, um, can you share something like, what um what would you say to those parents that are like coming into unschooling through you know from a different avenue like from you know some people you came from the spiritual like that what's your like in into this world you know and I came from like the education like panicked type of side you know and then I found my way into spiritual so for people that are coming in you know or they're already in their spiritual journey and then all of a sudden you know unschooling comes up what would you say to them like uh words of wisdom for them Oh, if you're already on your spiritual journey, like use your intuition because, you know, don't second guess that intuition. You will have that urge and that, that pull on your heart to not control and not manipulate when you are in alignment with love. And so there's no other, there's no other way to, to go around it. Like you can't lie to yourself about it. You can't, you know, and not be integrity you have to be in alignment and if you're in that alignment and you're wanting to move toward conditional unconditional love and this alignment with you know um peace and revolution and evolution yes. um listen to your intuition and like that was one of the hardest things for me as a mom thinking like not like I never knew or never had been able to cultivate that trust of myself because I'd always been like oh no, you shouldn't be eating or, you know, like I always had people telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing. Yes. And so I never was able to cultivate that true, um, you know, that true, um, confidence to yeah. let 
my intuition and I can I can tell you story after story of things as a mother that I intuitively knew that I kept my mouth shut about because I yes. thought the authority or the white coats had it all figured out you know had better mother, I was like <sighs> you know raging inside like I don't think this is right I don't think this is right but I didn't trust myself enough so really yeah. step into trusting yourself trusting that intuition and it all comes in alignment once you start doing that because if you're on the path of love and if you're on the path to make this world a better place and a better you know way for people trust that intuition and it will fall into place and like there's there's no other avenue that i found like please tell me if you find any other avenue that doesn't control and manipulate you know yes so. Yeah, I, I think definitely you're right about, you know, listening to yourself and listening to, to that intuition because it would lead you to where you need to go. I mean, once you start listening, I mean, your body, your mind, your heart will speak to you and yes. you cannot, you cannot ignore it. I can guarantee you, you cannot ignore it. So thank you so much, Mandy. One more thing, obviously. I mean, I always start talking, I get going, but um. So what, uh, what are you working on and how can people connect with you, uh, to work on, um, spiritual, um, spiritual work, shadow work, unschooling work, how can they connect with you? Um, you can visit my website at, um, www.mandymoonland.com. And so it's Mandy Moonland. That's my maiden and my married name put together. Um, I love that. That's very, (laughs) There you can sign up for, um, I do unschooling coaching. Like if you just want to, you know, set your lifestyle up and you're not even sure where to start. I have, mm-hmm. I have a few packages for that. I've got, you know, new direction and peaceful parenting and really the peaceful parenting is more of inner work. It's not about controlling your child. It's not about yeah. doing anything like that. It's doing the inner work so that you can cultivate a peaceful relationship. So, um, there's that. And I also do shadow work, which I know that is a, a broad term, but it's just basically inner work. A lot of people will say, oh, that's scary. You know, that's a scary term or whatever, but um, it really isn't. It's it's really just being mindful and your shadow is going to be that ego side of yourself that okay. is allowing that inauthenticity to, to, you know, to remain and the, um, the integrity to, to, you know, say, stagnant <laughs> so yes. and the inner work or the shadow work is going to be really focusing on kind of the, your blind spots of how you treat people how you treat yourself things like that yes oh my goodness so important so please um if you if you're listening and you're resonating with mandy and mandy's energy is just amazing so visit her website it'll be on podcast version and then we'll have it on the you know on our youtube channel and everything will be there for you to connect with her if you if you need the help um and you know and this is why i do this work you know to connect with others because when I started, I felt a little, um, it was overwhelming to me, but there are so many wonderful people out there that can help you because if you're feeling the the need that you know that there's something different, I assure you there is, there is something else out there. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Mandy. We loved, um, our chat and I learned so much from you always, all the time. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you everyone for watching and we will see you next time. Please remember that your time is precious. I hope you're making it count and we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us in this amazing conversation with Mandy Moon. I hope some of the things that she shared with us are helpful to you and on your journey. On our side, we have the Facebook, the Unschooling Lifestyle Facebook community, and we will have two events happening in the next couple of weeks. Tuesday, June 6th, we will have a Tuesday talk, and we will talk about reading and learning to read, as well as Tuesday, June 13th, we will have our monthly Unschooling Discovery Call, where you can ask questions or just uh, talk about some of your doubts and fears as you begin in into this journey of partnership with your children. Thank you once again. I hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to talking to you in the future. Take care.